From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. That's us. Welcome in. Hour three. Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful Saturday steamy morning. We appreciate you uh, hanging out with us. If you got a, uh, I know I don't do this a lot, but if you got a question, comment, or anything like that, you can always give us a call at 888 404 That's 888-404-1010. I got something real quick. Oh, okay, go ahead. Uh, there's a certain somebody that runs a shop. If you get a chance today, that will be Arrowhead Archery Shop. His name's Sean. Mm-hmm. It's his 21st birthday. Happy birthday, so, Sean. And we got to say a big shout out to Brooksy and the boys out at Brandon Ford because, uh, yeah, I'm a kind of a proud mentor of the boy. He went this week and got his first pickup truck. So No kidding. Now, didn't he used to have like a Mustang or that, something? That would be correct. You, He's you growing up. slowly... He's growing up. him into the country. <laughs> he's growing up. <laughs> well, he's finally deciding that uh, you could probably put more stuff in that truck than you can in that Mustang. Oh, yeah. Not that it's a bad car. I mean, if uh, you know that's your lifestyle and you're going to be young and cruise around and you only need one other seat. Oh, it got great gas mileage and all that. But one of the first things he said to me the other day after we picked the truck up was, uh, you know, it's amazing now. I don't have to take my bow all apart and everything else to try to stick it in the back seat, the trunk, put it next to you. Whatever you got to do, that's yeah. awesome. So, that was a self birthday present. Yeah, for his birthday it was kind of. It was, it was time. Yeah, time to <laughs> make was, an upgrade. It was time. Time to get rid of your toys and upgrade. Yeah, yeah so. that kind of thing. So, if anybody wants to go, wish him a happy birthday. Swing on in over there to Arrowhead and yes. wish him a happy birthday. Yeah, he'll give you a free. Uh, He's twenty-one, per- girls. He'll give you a free <laughs> birthday ride in his pickup truck. He can buy you a drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you can buy him one now. Like all you do what you got to do. I, I this story that just came back out of this this past week. I wanted to bring it up because if we talked a little bit about you know uh, last week about the uh, increase in shark sightings and all this other stuff. And uh, for some reason, you know, all the great whites are uh, fighting back now in Australia. And uh, again, we, was laughing hilariously on the tractor listening. They've been, uh, you know, they've been spotted off our coast and da, 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 the whole world. What's wrong is right. And right's wrong. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, but this one did catch my uh, being a guy who actually enjoys reading the Bible. Um, this commercial lobster diver says that he was swallowed whole by a whale off the Massachusetts coast yesterday, uh, but made it out alive with only minor injuries following the life and death encounter. Was his name Jonah? No, it's Michael. <laughs> One of the other disciples. So anyway, a uh, uh, 56-year-old guy was released hours from the uh, Cape, uh, Cape Cod Hospital, uh, said his encounter with a humpback whale. Uh, he was 45 deep off the water of Providence Town when it when the, oh I love it when the attack occurred. I'm sure it was literally yeah. going after him. So this eat. guy this guy was diving for lobsters. For lobsters, yeah. I wonder if the guy the whale has gas now. I don't. Why does lobster give you gas? No, 
all the compressed air that guy has to let go when he's frantically breathing. <laughs> his breathing rate I was going to say when he let something else go. Oh, yeah. my gosh. His breathing rate was like that regulator was going <laughs> underwater. Uh, of course, he initially thought the whale was a shark, but he realized that it wasn't when he didn't feel the pain of any teeth. Well, at least you were conscious enough to, uh, you know. You got, know could you, I mean, but could, literally, could you imagine that? You're sitting there underwater, and all of a sudden you look up and you see a mouth just open. He, did, he didn't even get to do that. He said all of a sudden he felt this huge shove, and uh, everything went completely black. He says, I could feel the sense that I was moving. I could feel the whale squeezing with the muscles in his mouth. Uh, he was completely inside the whale. It was completely black. There was no way I'm getting out of here. I'm done. I'm dead. All I could think of was my boys, 12 and 15 years old, and he uh, thinks it was uh, he was in the mouth of the whale for about 30 seconds. He was able to breathe because he still had his regulator, um, but in an effort to shake uh, to save himself, he began shaking the whale's. He said he began shaking the whale's head before the animal surfaced and ejected him. Uh, he said basically the whale spit him out. He escaped with uh, bruises and no broken bones. As a kid, I'm 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 trying to visualize that, and all I could think as a kid is pop rocks. Do you remember putting pop rocks in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> and all that really? and popping and moving. Really? <laughs> sure, why not? I could see that. <laughs> bubbles, you know, you got bubbles in your mouth, you got uh, things moving around in there. It's, it's I'm, like a, I'm shocked that there wasn't a dive knife involved and a lot of sticking and stabbing. <laughs> Bless its heart. Well, that should be his, all up there in uh, Providence Town. That'd be his new nickname. Pop rocks. Hey, pop rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but what he says was based on the description this uh would have been of course it was a mistaken thing you know the way it was just feeding and scooping along there and uh just happened to get how many times have we all watched national geographic and you see what the way the humpbacks feed and everything else they're not they don't i mean this would be the one time where you'd like to actually hear the whale side of the story yeah. Where it was like, all of a sudden, I'm like trying to get some plankton, and then there's big things in my mouth, and all I could taste was, <laughs> was uh, carbon dioxide and poop and rubber. Uh, and, yeah. rubber. <laughs> and uh, like, oh, you know, I'm not eating this crap. I'm spitting out. Uh, but, you know, good oh that he made it. Gosh. Got to go home to his boys with just a few bruises. But, man, that would be uh, quite a well, terrifying. Well, like y'all were talking about. Making uh, light of it, but that'd be pretty terrifying, to oh, be honest no. with you. Most well, definitely. and it's like claustrophobic. Talking, uh, oh, my gosh. What's the gentleman's name that you invents and all y'all know that does the dive? And y'all were talking about him last week. Oh, Bill. Bill I yeah, mean, Bill I mean, that's that. Like, I've known, I've gotten the chance to talk to a couple of the, uh, the abalone divers and stuff like that with the great white that have had conflicts with great whites and all that i mean that's yeah. mm -mm, no thank you I'm that, would good. Be, that would be one that would probably you know make my heart skip a beat a little bit make me hold my breath if i was under there and i saw that big black unblinking eye come cruising next to you you kind of get the little <laughs> yeah i'm good <sighs> You know, bulls, tigers, they would, uh, bulls and not so much tiger would probably give me the same. Uh, well, like, and like you said about Bill, as big as Bill is, to have one with a mouth that big, you know that it's like, okay, yeah, this. They could push him through the water. One, yeah. And one bite, this thing could take me, half of me, without pretty much any effort at all. 
Well, uh, other encounters uh, this past week, of course, uh, I, I love this one. that it, This actually made it onto Newsweek was the fact that a bear was seen walking hand-in-hand uh, hand or right next to. It was a nice moment in, in nature where a black bear and a coyote were seen walking together. That, that, that made national news, ladies and gentlemen. Coyote says to the bear, you get it. <laughs> I'll clean it up. <laughs> hey, Harry. You know, all I could think of was the old cartoons where you remember you had the two dogs and you had the little dog. Hey, George. Hey, George. What yeah. Do you do? yeah. Hey, George. What do you want to get nah. No, I'm not going to do that. You, know, you have the big nah. guy and then you have the little guy. Uh, that made it on the national news for some reason. And then, of course, uh, locally, I love this one. Residents on high alert after bears spotted. Oh, the bear invasion. We in Carrollwood neighborhood. Oh. So the bear apparently got an Uber ride from over on the other side of the pond. No, that's the bear invasion we're talking about next. And made it over to Carrollwood. We'll, we'll talk about that bear right after this break. All right. Brought to you by Brandon Ford. We're the Big and Wild. We'll be back. So castles made of sand fall in the sand eventually. Just be careful of the whales. Welcome back. Big and Wild Outdoors, Spring Gun, Jonathan Swindle, Bill George, and Diego. Hanging out with you this morning on this beautiful Saturday morning. We were talking a little bit about bears on the way in. Bear Invasion 2021. Before, before Bill George goes on his little spiel about the bears, let me just go on to tell you that... Uh, if you do see a bear, by the way, the, the bear coyote couple were down around Naples and the FWC tried to capture bear. it unsuccessfully and blah, blah, blah. So um, if you do happen to run into the bear and you're out there, according to the FWC, if you don't want them in the yard and you don't can, feed them peanut butter, you can start yelling. You can bang some pots and pans, uh, use an air horn, make a lot of big noise and they usually chase them off. If that doesn't work, the use of paintballs, bear spray, and slingshots are allowed so wait, under FWC guidelines. Wait just a minute. Okay. You can use a paintball gun. Sure. Which most of these people probably couldn't blow their nose with a bed sheet if a bear comes in their yard. And now you're going to let me shoot paintballs at it where if I hit it in the face or in the eyes or something like that, I can blind it and all that, and it runs off and suffers. No, no. No. see, a country boy can turn around and use them. You can use a paintball gun to try and shoot them out of your chicken coop, okay? Mm -hmm. But if you're in the city, we're going to close the place down and lock it off because we can't have you interacting. Well, bear. Hmm. I'm like I'm like uh, Jonathan and many others in this world. I'd rather be tried by twelve than uh, you know picking up the stuff out of my yard from some bear. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one well, of those things where uh, you know uh, if you can get out there and put a couple of I'm, marbles in I'm, his I'm, behind and send him packing, I think I'm that's just a good thing. Going to pull a Bill George here for a second. So what they're saying is you need a device that makes a loud bang to run them off. Yes. Okay. 
The legal methods. <laughs> we'll just of, go with that. This, this, the thing is this. The legal methods you got are, that one. are exactly what you were saying to deter. And what you're trying to do is haze the bear. You're trying to make it where it's it's that more is, comfortable for him to be somewhere else. And associate human beings with danger. Number so nine. Which, yeah. Yes, because, you know, they they've, you know. Number nine. They, they don't. They don't always. Uh, I'm just saying. Associate that. I'm saying if you if you're in bear but, country and it, well, and it seems to be uh, one of those things where they're in your yard a lot, maybe a nice little uh, half pound of tenorite in a tree, and a pellet gun that goes over a thousand whoa, feet whoa, whoa. per second, and uh, ting boom bang. Now Jonathan would take his forty five. He would dip every one of those rounds in nice orange paint. Sure, it's a paintball gun. It's a paintball. Yeah, sure. It's a marker. That's a ball round. No, I would do that before That's when you could find forty five ammunition. But, I mean, it's, right now, no. It, it's a ball <laughs> round. It's been painted. It's a paintball. Sure. Okay? It's going to leave a mark. <laughs> but but <laughs> if you turn around and you go to myotwc.com, they have a lot of stuff on bears and one thing that's harder to find, but is out there, there is actually an interactive bear map. If you go to myfwc.com slash bear, it's hard to see how to get there. They have it in a couple different places, but it's not real obvious. You'd think that'd be something they'd have front and center. Um, but you can go to bears by the numbers and then go to G. Down under geographic data, there is an interactive public bear map, okay? Which makes me wonder, if this is the one that we're going to let the public see, what one do we not let the public see? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but it turns around and is out there. By default, it shows you stuff that's been either reported or where FWC physically interacted with the bear being a dead bear, uh, a capture and re-release. You can click on the different points, but you can also light on historical data going way back down, way back in the back. And you say, okay, we, we generally don't have bears roaming around here in Pinellas County where we're at right now. But if you go back... There was back in, I think it was 2016, there was a dead bear yeah. in Treasure Island. Yeah. <laughs> it's how, like, how the heck did he get all the way into Treasure Island? You know? I, a lot of hey. swimming, uh, hitchhiking, Uber, Lyft. I don't hey. know. Somebody gave him a ride. That was just some drunk guy. Hey, here, but, here, here's one other tip for you, too. They make the uh, bear repellent sprays. Make sure you know the wind direction before you uh, operate. Said <laughs> uh, there's a let's just say there's a few videos that I've been shown that, uh, yeah, yeah, I, it's a bad idea. Sometimes listen, <laughs> you say that they're allowed to use bear repellent. You better check on that. That because, too, yes, because it has to be a certain ounce. You yeah. can't be a certain. Yes. It can't be like a fire no, extinguisher size. Correct. There, there is, there is some rules regarding bear repellent and what you're legally allowed to have. And it's so many ounces. I think it can't be over like two or six or something. But check it for sure. It can't be one of those big hoser ones you see that people carry out west. You know, for grizzlies and things like that, where uh, it may be able to shoot just as far, but it's you know not the the same but, kind but of. We are going to continuously see more and more interactions right now, especially. Um, Springtime, man. As as bears naturally disperse, you know, you get a mama bear, raise a couple cubs, 
especially those male male bears will be pushed out and out and out out of the the core region where they were looking for a new area and they're they're going to constantly start bombarding into these counties where they're not used to dealing with them this the bear population in the state has really really continued to increase and i'd say it's a lot more than what their original estimates were um but we're gonna well, we're gonna keep seeing it and i i don't want to see we turn around and say a bear has to go if it's in hillsborough county but you know hey up there up there in ocala area this and that where you're inundated with them oh no you got to learn to live with them and they'll give you a pamphlet. I think hand out those pamphlets here. Here's how to live with them. Yep, you got bears. They're gonna be here. They're gonna hide in the woods and roam around. <laughs> you know. Yep. Lock up your trash. Secure your grills. Well, you know? it, it all goes back to like what we've always joked about too. Is is you get so many times these people they build these neighborhoods and they do all this other stuff and. Oh look! I've got the beautiful white-tailed deer running around my house, and all the, the turkeys, and and then all of a sudden the beautiful white-tailed deer start eating the shrubs and everything else, and the beautiful white-tailed deer aren't so beautiful anymore. No, they they have <laughs> now we have to get rid of them. We have what they call conservation areas. They're not. It, it's not. Yeah. You live in a conservation area, aka we built on anything that didn't flood, yeah. and left the rest yeah. as conservation area yeah yeah and i love it because when they do that uh then all of a sudden the white-tailed deer and the turkeys are still nice but then the uh, i got a possum living in my roof i got squirrels eating on my uh in my attic i got raccoons in my garbage and all the other stuff like that it's like hey man you know either learn to live you with it or do whatever the country or uh find out what the laws are when you can take it and do what you got to do uh apparently somebody uh we always tell you that if you're going to take the law into your own hands, you might want to know the law before you do that. It's kind of like what I talked about last hour when you got a guy comes in and goes, I need a BB gun to shoot a red-tailed hawk. And you're like, dude, that's a federal offense. You don't even want to know what the fines are for something like that. You know, I mean, you decided to move out in the country. You decided it, to let Fluffy out it there. It probably and, uh, is more than a fine. It's probably time. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's a raptor. That's a federally protected raptor. You don't want to go messing with those. But apparently somebody took the law in their own hands and captured a five foot ten alligator with a missing limb and uh, used box tape around the jaws, front legs, and dumped it outside of the uh, Croc Encounters, an educational wildlife uh, sanctuary facility in Tampa, According to the sanctuary, the gator was spotted outside the gates, and uh, Crock County staff said they immediately went to investigate. By the time they got the gates, the gator had made its way down the road. It was headed towards 301, I guess, with one leg pushing, because the other ones were... Well, uh, so, so now here's what gets me. After calling a nuisance gator hotline and a deputy who arrived on the scene, Crock Encounters received a permit to remove the gator and bring it into the sanctuary. So they couldn't just let them have it. They had to oh, go no, get a if, permit. If, if they would have got caught with an alligator, they didn't in legal. They they could lose all their licenses, all their ability. That's a crocodilian violation. You can't do nothing for like five years. Yeah. Well, these folks they said that uh, while they were capturing the gator, the staff found uh, cast net material in its mouth, and they added that the clear boxing tape was split open, allowing her to be free. But 
It was stuck on her body. One of the gator's legs is partially amputated. You know, that's typical. You know, another alligator taking a bite out of it. And the staff said it was likely a result of a fight and uh, that it will now uh, live there at the encounter, free to roam and uh, free from any harm or anything else like that. So they had to get a permit for it. But somebody, you know, no trapper in their right mind uses clear boxing tape. No, you know, that's, to, that's not a nuisance alligator trap or dropping yeah, that thing off. That was somebody who caught this thing out of a pond somewhere, didn't want to do anything about it. After Mrs. Jenkins got her leg bit with, you know, Fluffy out by the pond. Well, let's get rid of that one out here by our pond. They caught it, got it, cast netted it, yeah. and uh, brought it and dropped it off at the sanctuary. Oh, what a waste of a good cast net. Well, yeah, they, they, they got a lesson over that one, so... Uh, but that's not what you're supposed to do. No. Yeah. If you're going to MWC.com, nuisance alligator hotline, give them a call. That, they'll come out easy peasy and do it for you. Yes. I met two young guys that were uh, trappers yesterday. They were nice. One was a husband and wife team. They go out and do it uh, on a side deal for fun and all that stuff. And uh, they're more than happy to go out and help you with your problem. Uh, that is one of those, as the old saying goes, I'd like to be a fly on the wall, though, when they toss that cast net over top of that alligator and just sit back and watch the show. <laughs> I remember I threw my eight-foot <laughs> cast net. I got down at all masteries a million years ago for about a 40-inch redfish. And I, oh, thought, I, had a, I thought I had a dolphin in there. Did, and that thing tore my net to shreds. Does, does Barracuda still offer a... Lifetime warranty <laughs> for that one? No. That was one of them old yellow nets, man. One of them old yellow bottom nets, man. I had that thing forever. What? Don't look at me like that. All right, we're going to take a break. It is Big Wild Outdoors. Big Wild, brought to you by Brandon Ford. We're good. We're going to be back. Next weekend, the Panfish Challenge, Lake Panasofki. It's going to be kicking off at 8 o'clock in the morning. 8 o'clock? Is that 8 o'clock? 8 o'clock, Bill George? Yes. What? Yes, please get there before 8. you got to turn his mic on. Okay. 8 o'clock, Bill George? 8 o'clock? Yes, please. Get there before. Are you going to answer me or not? Yes. It's fine. You gonna turn his mic on? His mic's on. His mic on. Oh, th- there we go. Now yeah. you're now you're new. <laughs> eight o'clock, Bill George. Eight o'clock. You get there before eight. <clears throat> yeah, it's you want to get be there. Hectic. Um, a lot of people will be launching boats, trying to get in there, get their stuff done. Um, I don't know what the water levels are right now. I know that one year it was real low, and yet my brother was still able to get his uh, fairly large. Uh, Boat in, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was a large boat. Next weekend, it's what's going to happen. There is a deep <clears throat> hole right behind the the boat ramp, but uh, other than that, it is a little shallow getting out into the lake. That is true, but it's going to be a good time had by all. Bring the kids, bring your neighbors' kids. Come on up. It's twenty five dollars per boat if you register now. Uh, day of is thirty five. So get there, bring all the kids. You have a chance to win some uh, cash and some fabulous prizes. Uh, 50-50 raffle, silent auction, 
All kinds of giveaways for the kids. Five hundred dollars for the uh, winner, plus a hundred bucks for each uh, for the heaviest bluegill and the heaviest shellcracker. And as soon as I get <clears> done <throat> turning around and uh, doing the broadcast, I got to start cooking because we're helping feed everybody. That's right. Ham, uh, hot dogs and sausages. That'll yep. be a good time had by all. In the meantime, coming up here uh, pretty soon, coming up in June on the uh, 26th, the preview day on the 27th is uh, a big giant auction. <clears throat> what did I say, 27th? Yeah, the, they don't preview it after they sell it. Oh, that's true. So it would be June 25th in the 27th. <laughs> uh, John Harris is on the phone. Good morning, John. How are you? Good, good morning, Brayden. Uh, you'll be. Uh, are you going to come up to the Panfish Challenge and try your hand? I know you're a big fisherman. Yeah, well, I'm. I'm a fisherman. I'm not a big fisherman. I'm. I'm not in your league. That's for sure. Oh, so. whatever. Hey. I, I yeah. I've heard the stories. This this is a tournament that somebody in leaky old John boat. That's right. You know, with a cup to constantly da- bail out the water right. can win the cane pole and a cup of wigglers. You can win this thing, man. Then I'm. A, that, then I got to be in the favorite column, man. <laughs> <laughs> sure. He's a ringer. <laughs> Johnny boy's a ringer. And John's yeah. boat is one that didn't sell at auction. <laughs> That's right. Nobody even looked at it. Hey, they don't have they don't have any boats out there on this auction you got coming up, do they? Yeah, there's a couple old hauls out there. There's there's a little bit of everything, and they, you know, I was looking at this trying to figure out, you know, is this an industrial auction? Is it a collector's auction? Is it a contractor's? Auction? It's all of it. It's every there's all a the thousand above. pieces in this auction. Well, lots of stuff. I saw I saw when I looked at it, you have one old Bridgeport mill. It looks like, but oh, is what? there yes. is there yep. other machine shop like metal? Working oh equipment? yeah, lathes, bed lathes. There's welders. There's, I mean, yeah. There's three big shops there, and uh, I mean, this this place, Charlie would demolish buildings and businesses and whatnot, and take the, a lot of the contents back. And over the years, he collected a lot of stuff, but he used them. You know, I mean, he used them for you know odds and ends. And the the interesting thing about Charlie, he lives there. He actually he took eight forty <laughs> foot containers welded them together, mm-hmm. put them 20 foot in the air, and built a four-bedroom, three-bath custom home inside of it. Sure. Wow. Why not? That's I, a... I, you know, every time I see somebody talking about a container home, it's a couple of millennials that take two of them and stick them out in the woods, I'm... and they call it a cabin or something. But this I'm guy's too... got a full four-bedroom be- four home in this, right, in his, right in his junkyard. That'd so be awesome. Why did not put that wheelhouse right on top? You know, oh, that not- would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> It's right in the front yard next to the bull, next to his veranda, and he's got a little paradise right there because his view to the east is the gypsum stacks that are vegetation covered. So yeah. he's got a mountain view, and on the back side he's got a mangrove. So, yeah, right right in the industrial park in East Bay on a junkyard. That so, is funny. Yeah. It's got mountains in the back and bay in the front. That's that's all. It's like living in Fresno, California. Uh, yeah, East Bay. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, nice. That's that gypsum stacks nothing but a, a bullet backstop. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'll work for that. There you go. Yeah. Sure. Well, obviously the yeah. house is not for sale. He's gonna no. he's gonna keep the house, but uh, all the other stuff is uh, around it is gonna be sold off. Uh, yep. If you don't know, it's uh, I messed it up, but it's on Saturday, June 16th with a preview nope, nope, on Friday, nope. the June no, uh, no, no. 25th. <laughs> You're killing he me. Does People showed up all kinds of days now. What are you talking about? It says Saturday, June 26th right there. Yeah, well, yeah. you just said the 16th. You just said the 16th. Well, that'll teach you. Uh, June 26th nah. starting at, at 9 a.m. And then on June 25th is the uh, preview. Oh, my preview. Lord. Hey, John, now I'm really worried because I, I know he doesn't pay attention all the time. <laughs> what? But now he can't even read off a sheet. 
I had a well, microphone in my face. I'm reading it like literally between my eyes. He's I'm, doing that from memory. That's, yeah. that's how sharp he is, and he's missing a couple of dates here. But on a sale like this, we give the public a day to come in and look because there's so much stuff. You want to inspect it. You want to know if it's right for what you want to buy that you can register that day. Then you come back the next day, and you can just start. The bidding's going to start early because it's going to be a long, hot day. Yeah, so, 9 o'clock I think is when you get fire off the guns yeah, and get started. Yep, yep. Uh, again, if you wanted to look at the uh, preliminary or the catalog, uh, all you have to do is go to harrisauctionsllc.com. That's uh, Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, auctionsllc.com. And uh, got lots of pretty color pictures on there and a little description of each and every item so that you can go and look at it because I have no idea what a machinery skate is, but I'm sure it's probably <laughs> something that somebody may need somewhere. Yeah. you got to right. move a big piece of machinery. You just don't slide it across. You don't grab it and put your belt around it and pull it. You've got to put these skates under there, you know, a 15,000-pound machine that's got to move across a building. Sure. Put, jack it up, put them under there, and it's a skate. All right. Skate around yeah. on it. Well, then yeah. the, I got the uh, <laughs> taper for a roll-off truck. I don't know what that is either, so uh, it's it's all good. Tarper, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Tarper, taper, whatever. And then uh, there's all kinds of other stuff on here that, like I said, I have no idea what they are, but some guy <laughs> will look at it and go, holy crap, I need one of those. We could gotta use it. it. Yeah, got to yeah. have it. I mean, I, I don't need a 30-ton crane, and, but I would probably have fun playing with it. And, and John, we don't have to compete net this time with people who are remote. It's all in person or nothing, right? That's right. There is actually the big pieces, the crane, the excavator, the big KW, or the big uh, um, uh, Cabelco excavator and the, the wheel loaders. Those pieces are online. Those are 12 pieces we have online. Okay. That, yeah, and again, that's because these are very unique, large, you know, yellow iron. Yes. Uh, but there's a thousand items that are, are going to be sold live only, you know. So sure. I mean, that's the, 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 the live competition isn't a whole lot for the yeah. The internet for the average case, guy, right? we're not we're not bringing one of those loaders back. Up. And Mister John likes it when you don't play around. So just go ahead and bid what you're going to bid, and let's yeah, move you, on. You, you do whatever. Yeah, you set the price, our terms, your price, and. Uh, you know, if you do go to the website in a couple of days, you'll see another big auction we're doing on July 10th. We'll talk about that in a couple of weeks if you guys are around. Yeah. If I can still get back on this show. What the hell is that supposed to mean if we're around? Well, I mean, you know, you're always pan fishing or yeah. something. Else. Yeah, but we always make it to the show. Come yeah. on, man. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, well yeah. now this one's coming up on July 10th. Uh, what's what's that one all about? Is that another machinery jobber dealy thing? Or no, what? that's a collector that called us uh, a couple of weeks ago and says, I want to get rid of every one of my firearms <gasps> and all of my ammunition. And very nice gentleman, been collecting for years, probably the most pristine collection of firearms I've ever seen. What? 150 firearms, but he said, I have ammo, too. And I said, well, how much ammo do you have? Do you yeah, have? there you go. <laughs> yeah, 47,000 rounds. Uh, you know uh, what? Uh, what kind? He, you know he, uh, off your top of your head what kind of ammo he's got there, buddy? Uh, but you mean like 9 millimeters and 5.56s five, and 22 long rifles and what? 38 specials and 45s and, and uh, uh, 357? Yeah, those kind. That, yeah. Jeez, about, if that how, was going for market price, he'd be a millionaire. Any 50 cal, 50 BMG? No, 50 BMG. no I, I didn't see BMG. that, but uh, we cataloged it yesterday, and it's going to be launched on our website either today or tomorrow. Whoa. And um, Yeah, that's that's on July 10th, but, yeah, plenty of time for that. But for now, we're focused on June 26th, and uh, Charlie Foy, going to say goodbye to him. He's going to Tennessee 
taking five containers and he's building a container home on the side of a mountain up there. <laughs> there you go. Wow. <laughs> he's already got the blueprint. He already knows what to do. So uh, I'm out, man. That is awesome, man. Uh, yeah. he's, he's time to get out, get out there where you can actually have a winter. He's going to have know? a real mountain. That'll be yeah. awesome, man. Well, again, yep. let's go over this again so I don't mess it up. It's Saturday, yep. June 26th, starting at 9 a.m., Preview day is Friday, June 25th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., right? You got it. Perfect uh, stuff. Thank uh, you. Okay. And then if you want to go look at uh, the uh, the pictures of the catalog and all that kind of stuff, you can always go to harrisauctionsllc.com, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And, and, and you know what? I will say this. I know we made fun of it and we kind of poo-pooed it like it was a big joke or something like that, but as Jonathan pointed out, that tugboat wheelhouse – if you got somebody who's got the money who I don't know what it's going to go for, but if you could get that thing for a grand and stick it out on your property, that's, you, that's right now, cheaper. That's right now, cheaper. Redneck and Muddy Blinds and all the other ones that are out there on the market, yeah. you're going to spend 22 to 2500 by the time you get everything. Sure. You know, that thing is 100% aluminum. That, I mean, come on. Four, really? four yeah. guys, you got a truck, you trailer, put it up there, put it on a flatbed, take it up there, tilt that bad boy up, stick it in the ground. That'd be awesome. Those are big guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Neat stuff. All right. Well, I mean, is there anything else you want to mention on this well, thing? Do we need to bring cash, card, credit? What, what, what? Yep, yep. Cash, card, all credit, all the major credit cards, we take them all. And uh, like one old boy said in Mayaka when I told him about that 70 for, 1974 Monster hearse. Uh huh. He said, "I need that in my life." Really? <laughs> well, if, if we do turn around and buy stuff, do we have to have it out of there the same day, or do you? No, get like no. A day there'll or be so? there'll be time for that. And a lot of it's got to be loaded, which we will do that. Most of it, the we have the, obviously the equipment's there for that. But no, there'll be probably a, a week or two that will give people windows to come pick things up. So okay. no hurry. Yeah, I would so think so, Bill question. George. I think so. I want to take those two 40-foot uh, containers right there. Do you mind throwing them on top of the Toyota? I mean, hey, I want to get a lot of stuff, man. Well, that's I you. I got I got nicknamed Flim Flam 1 and Flim Flam 2 were our CB handles. <laughs> oh, stomach. Lord. Yeah, D- D- Bill George would be the kind of guy that goes, <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and bid on the, uh, what were they called, the skates? What were they, the mi- mi- uh, machinery skates? Machinery skates, skates yeah. Stick them under those... Uh, uh, those containers, and I'll just pull them with my truck down the road, and we'll get them to the yeah. house. That's, that's all we'll that's do. That's a trailer. Sure. Why not? It's a legal trailer. He'll find the gray area. Again, I want to be there with the DOT guy stops you for that one. <laughs> yeah, that's outside the gate. We'll let you yeah. deal with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. You can <laughs> Let's do get it. it on the trailer here. Yeah. Yeah. Get, it, get it going, get it going. John, thank you for the call, man. I think it's going to be a great auction. I mean, it seriously sounds like one that any guy would like to go to just to go see the great toys and uh, all the great stuff. Who wouldn't want to be in a in a junkyard of a scrapper who's been doing it over 30 years, man, to find all the great treasures that are buried there? I mean, that that's awesome. So uh, go to harrisauctionsllc.com. Check it all out. See what you like. Go out there on Friday. Write it all down so you know as soon as it gets up on the auction block, you can start throwing money at it and then walk out of there happy. Right, Johnny? Well said. Well said. Yeah, man. All right, we'll talk to you soon. I want to hear more yeah. about this gun thing. You got it. Yeah. Cause Take care, Mr. John. Uh, that one there, I may have to skip school for that one. All right. <laughs> see, you, see you, buddy. Thank you, John. John Harris, of course, with uh, John Harris Auctions. Uh, John Harris, great guy. Won't screw you. That's for sure. Jonathan will tell you that. He's a dude uh, that'll. Straight up. 
straight up guy. HarrisAuctionsLLC.com. Go check it out. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. Sixty-five pounds. Fourteen minutes. Sixty-five of that is hair. And I'm going to the beach. Sixty-five. You're minutes going to the beach. What beach? Cattleman's convention. What beach? Listen. Why? What beach? Where are you going? Marco be- Island. That, Listen. That's not enough. How many cattle are in Marco Island? There used I don't. To, there used to be I a don't lot. know, but there's going to be a bunch of cattle men and cattle women. There used to be a lot. Don't. Hey, that's where they're what having the, the convention. Don't look at me. What, what what does it matter? I mean, how many people come out? Uh, how many insurance people are out in Orlando? How many snook fishermen are going to be in Orlando? But apparently, well, that's where they're yeah, having yeah, Bill George. <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. Do you in your eye, Cattleman's Convention, like so far away that you're hoping people don't come. <laughs> yeah, no, because then, then you have the whole island to yourself. That'd be hey, awesome. What, what do you tell me all the time? That's above my pay grade. I don't ask hey, any questions. I'm just going. Okay, <laughs> listen. If if you got a bunch of cattlemen going over there to the the island, and there's a bunch of slope people in the cattlemen and cattle women, do they tell them to move over? No, they just go yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, get on, get on there. Yeah. Some of the bumpers we got get on up, our cow. trucks. Get on, get up, yep, yep, yep. Get well, that chip on that car, man. Get that thing snapping at its heels. Get it going. Where's well, that know, blue healers? I know this week I'm going to be doing a lot to try and get ready for cooking up there at the Panfish Challenge for next get ready weekend. For, why don't you get ready for gator season? I, I am having to get ready for gator season, He's too. doing that, too. That's going to be a lot. And I also have to get, I told the uh, Hillsborough County people, they're having their kids tournament this coming weekend also. Up there at the park in Hillsborough County for yep, the, the catfish, catfish tournament. Yep. Catfish tournament. I told them I was going to get them some scoots so they can give them away to the kids up there. Right. So I got to get that yeah. all taken care of. Continue hey, to build equipment. You know something equipment. else we got to get ready for? That's oh your my fault. Gosh. You know something else we got to get ready for? What? The yeah, open, I the open season expo. Getting, yeah, oh, that's coming up in July. Yeah, man, we got to be ready for that bad o- boy. Open season uh, expo there. When's We're that? July twenty third to twenty fifth. Yeah, see, I remember that with Jonathan. GMB Gator Gear is going to be in there with Jonathan Narrowhead. I may show up for that. You I hope so. Bring the kids we're over. We're supposed to broadcast there Saturday Ain't nobody morning. said nothing about no dang broadcast over there. I have okay. said we are going to broadcast. We no, broadcast there every year. I don't know it, nothing about it. And so we got a You're lot of that me, going on. <laughs> I got to turn around. I'm, Go eat another donut. I'm, I'm talking about meeting up with Mike this week. He's all excited. Mm. We're he wants to sign up for the pan uh, for the Python challenge. Mike who? Singleton. 
Oh, he ain't going to go down boy, there. Pretty you can't, boy, Mike. You can't get any more than five miles away from that, that bar up there in Homosass. Are I you crazy? You. I tell you. He's found a home away from home. Yeah. He's like Jimmy Buffett in the Keys. You ain't getting him out of there, man. But Unless this you might be something him. I have to go to. But Unless you paying him. The, the state is putting on the Python Challenge once again. That's coming up uh, July 9th through July 18th. Uh, you can go to uh, FloridaFLPythonChallenge.org to turn around and take a look at it, but he wants to sign up. And when we were talking the other day, going home, uh, talking to Carlos, he says he might be interested in doing that too. Well, there's a gang. So <laughs> it's a club. I'm sorry, it's not uh, a gang. Oh, I, 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 all I'm picturing is the Three Stooges going down there, running around. No. Oh, if, I, if they're they're no, going, I'm going to go. Just go watch. That would be. <laughs> Diego, you might be a cameraman again. Yeah, it would be something that might be worth $10,000. <laughs> that might be something you send in to so, an AFV. So looking to do that. Uh, Stand back for a know. second. Okay, should we help him? Wait, I don't know. wait but, for it. Wait for it. Okay, now we need to help him. They're owned but by Disney. So in talking know. with Carlos also on the way back, Carlos really wants to set up an iguana hunt. I know we talked about that iguana, that the guy's getting charged with uh, animal cruelty because of the way he – handled the situation when he got bit by the iguana but uh you know carlos really wants to go shoot some iguanas yeah i do too you do yeah but i don't want to use no damn air gun i don't want Ben sit out there with a little one at a time benjamin or something like that i want to get that little lightweight rossi uh 410 with that turkey choke on the end of oh, it good god Light them bad boys up with a little we want something tungsten. to eat. The tungsten man, that'd be the. I don't care about uh, eating those things, well, man. It, I want them out of here. That it, and those tegus, line me up, man. I'll you, split them up. Use some of that, uh, you know, tungsten stuff. TSS. There won't be any shot left in there. Is it? Yeah. Those shots are yeah. so small. It'll go right through any See, iguana. There you go. If you you can body shoot them, and it will. Bra Braden's going to be like Pigman with the helicopter hog hunting. Darn this is right. not. This is not a hunting show. This is eradication. This is eradication. <laughs> we should do that just to go down there with some, uh, you know, some three hundred blackout or something, and go do our deal. But, hey, listen. Before we get out of here, we do have to uh, let everybody know. <clears throat> I know a lot of you probably. Uh, may have not have heard this, but a good friend of ours who was out every single year at the Panfish Challenge and out of G5 at Remotes and anywhere else we were, uh, our good friend uh, Glenn Gonzalez, otherwise known as Double G, the original Double G, who was here at the radio station in a capacity and promotions and took care of all the vehicles. He drove the, uh, the rescue van for a number of years doing the traffic reports on QYK. You know, I don't know how many... Tens of thousands, uh, tens of thousands of people he helped stranded on the old Howard Frankenstein and Gandhi <clears> and anywhere <throat> else. He was the first one on the scenes for the most part before any radio crew. When the apartment fire happened in Ebor, uh, when the shooting uh, happened out there in Polk County, I mean, because he used to be with the sheriff's department yeah. back in the day. Um, he passed away this past week, and uh, he's really going to be missed. I mean, not just by. Uh, us here uh, for what he does for us, but Orlando over on the um, on the hip hop station, uh, Glenn Gonzalez was the one that kept him on the air every year when he was up there on that stupid platform, you know, for the toy drive. He'd bring his RV there. He lived under he lived underneath the platform. Orlando was on top of the platform, but uh, he kept all the equipment going and everything like that. Um, for I mean, 
the family here in this building, I mean, even though he was only here kind of part-time because he was retired, uh, he would still come out. I, I mean, we, we would pay him to come out uh, and do our remotes. Uh, I don't yeah. think he cashed one check we ever gave him, yeah. ever. He turned around. He, he will def, He will really be missed, you know, as we're out there this year because, you know, especially like that event where he was just – he was always the one out there with us doing it. Yeah. And and he, he helped he, – he, Took the family out there. They went out there and fished in the tournament. Uh, it just—it just was a really good that, time, that, and it's—it's it's just going to be. That's one of my biggest regrets this week. Thinking about last year, obviously, with me missing because of all of my ailments that I've been dealing with and everything else, was the fact that you know I didn't get to see him and say goodbye. And all I know that you stuff. think of it. It's like. I saw the posts and everything from friends and family on Facebook and stuff. And, of course, anybody here that was ever in the building that worked with him uh, had to put something on their on their personal page. And you see his name and you're like, oh, I'll see him next. Oh, that's right. He won't be there. And that's when it kind of hits you. Yeah. And uh, I know he's a faceless person. I mean, he every concert you ever went to, it, whether it be at the Sun Dome, at the Ice Palace, out at the fairgrounds, wherever it was, all that stuff, all that dog and pony show that we used to put out there at QYK, that was all put up by Glenn Gonzalez. I mean, Double G did all the work, uh, sweat his butt off. Uh, he was there five hours before the concert and three hours after it was over. And behind the scenes guy, the Strawberry Festival, the fairgrounds, all that stuff was Double G and uh, our promotions department. And, yeah. and without him, um, you know, things had kind of declined a little bit because – He's from that old Tom Rivers school of getting it done, you know, and he was always willing to help. A man's man. Dude, he was that guy. He's kind of like Glenn Kimmon, I swear to God. If you called him at 3 o'clock in the morning and you're like, dude, I'm broke down right out here outside of Panasofsky. My truck won't run or whatever. He'll be like, what are you driving? I'm like, I'm in the F-150. All right, I just want to know so I know what vehicle to bring to tow your ass back all the way home. And he would. And he'd show up with a strap or, or a toolbox or whatever, and he'd work on it for or three hours. Or likely have parts to fix it. Yeah, and uh, he's going to be greatly missed. He leaves behind uh, his wife, of course, a million and a half kids and grandkids that he just treasured uh, that we all got to meet throughout the years from when they were babies to now adults having babies. And uh, I, I think that um, as somebody put on there, it's, it's one of those things where the world's a little less better without him. Seriously. He's, he was a good guy. He really was. Gentle giant. And that's the thing. You know, he was a large, tall, stocky man. And that ain't what killed him. And, and, and it, it was COVID. It, it wasn't COVID-related or anything like that. But so. but I I had never seen him mad. He was always so sweet and, and, and everything. But I just... And, and another reason why I'm wearing this gator jacket today. <laughs> the, only I, reason, the only only time I ever saw him get mad was when he was trying to work on something, like a, a remote truck <laughs> or something. And he knew he had a concert to get to that night, and it wasn't working. There were times, I'm telling you, where he would literally take the, the station van and get one of the Valachi brothers. That's what we used to call them all because they were five brothers that worked together. there. And he'd make one of them um, steer the vehicle while he towed that thing out to a concert. He goes, I'll work on it while I'm out there and get it running so that we can drive it back. But seriously, he knew he had a deadline. He knew he had to get it done, and he would get it done. And not only that, after he fixed the damn truck, he'd go out and hang up all the banners and then do everything else. So, uh, Double G, we miss you. We're really going to miss you a lot and hope to see you one of these days.
You really do. I know he's going to be in our hearts and everything else while everybody's out there having a good time on Pana Vista, having a great time fishing. But you know what? It'll be a little less fun just yeah. because he's not there. But have a great weekend, everybody. Didn't mean to be a Debbie Downer. Just think of him in a positive way. He was a great, wonderful human being. We'll see safe. you next Saturday. Panfish Challenge, Panavista Lodge, Lake Panasofki. Big and wild outdoors. Have a great week, everybody.